Every Ash Wednesday is very much the same as any other Wednesday. The world gets on with its business. This afternoon I was walking down, as I normally do, on a Wednesday afternoon to Pete's Coffee to get my usual coffee of the day. And I was expecting it to be a normal Wednesday, which is a walk with some anonymity. Don't talk to anybody. Just mind my own business. And even now, people have gotten used to me wearing the funny clothes and the funny hats, so there's no second looks or anything like that. People have adjusted, and I'm fine with that, especially when I want my coffee in the afternoon. Thank you very much. But I get down to the door of Pete's, and as usual, there's somebody with a clipboard standing outside, waiting to corner the unsuspecting. And she barked at a man coming by. Do you want to take on Monsanto? She said. And he said, what? And everybody around jumped like this. Full stop. And suddenly, we all found ourselves in a moment, in the present. And as I followed a couple who were going in to the shop, it's almost Valentine's Day, a couple of lovebirds, if you must know. We were all giggling together about the man whose reverie was interrupted by the girl with the clipboard. And I think she was more surprised than he was by his reaction. A little bit of presence in the middle of a busy day, suddenly finding ourselves in the moment, in the now. As we begin Lent, as we put our first toe in this evening of this season of penitence and fasting and renewal, we immediately come upon a spiritual trap. And it goes something like this. What am I going to give up for Lent for 40 days? What new practice am I going to start? And then mentally, at least, if not figuratively, many of us break out the calendar and start counting days. How long am I going to be able to sustain this practice? How am I going to work it out? How am I going to count it one day after another? One, two, three, four, five, all the way to 40. I'll take breaks on Sundays. Well, maybe I won't. The monkey mind gets going. And we start to think about all of the ways we're going to make it work or not work or the ways we will fail. Mm -mm. No. That's like every other Wednesday of the year. Schedules to keep, things to plan, lots of things to do. That's not a Lenten discipline. That's the way of the world. Just as Jesus is talking to his followers in today's gospel about the ways of the world, praying to be seen, giving alms so that other people will respect you. But that's not the fast that God calls for. Joel was calling the Israelites out of the everyday Wednesdays of their time, if you will, business as usual, to step into something new, to be reconciled to their God, 
to stop, perhaps to be startled even, and to find themselves in the holy present, in the now. I think this is what Paul means when he's writing to the church in Corinth, a fractious church. And if you think we've had problems here at Church of Our Savior, you haven't seen anything until you've gotten to the church in Corinth. They've been at it really hard. Paul says to them, be reconciled to God, not tomorrow, not next week. Don't put it on your calendar for next month. Don't plan it for next year. Don't build a strategic plan or make lists of tasks or have a capital funds drive first or get your house in order first or do your yoga practice first or whatever you do. Now is the acceptable time, Paul says. Now is the moment of salvation. spiritual trap, of course, is that we either live in the past or the future. And the past is just what we remember of it. The past isn't real. It's distorted. It's based on limited information. Maybe if we're lucky, someone has recorded something to remind us. But our memories, as we all know, are flawed and limited. The future is no less real no more real, I should say, than the past. The future is even worse. We don't remember the future. There are people in South America who think about time by walking backwards. Because the future, they say, is behind them because they can't see it as clearly as they can see the past. And even then, right? The future is a projection. It's an idea. It's what we want it to be or what we don't want it to be. And if we're normal people, we make expectations. And then, as my spiritual director says, then we have planned resentments. Salvation is not in the future any more than it is in the past. What does that leave us with? Now. Anybody who is in recovery will tell you that recovery is not planned, it is not scheduled, it is not something you leave for tomorrow. It begins now with a simple choice. And Paul puts it most succinctly, just like the first step of the 12 steps. Be reconciled to God now, in this moment, not the next, not the last, but now. Be present. Show up, Joel would say. God is here with you now. And if you can grasp that even for a moment, 
because this is probably the hardest thing about a life of faith, you will begin to understand what a Lenten discipline looks like. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.